Hi, this is the Power of Storage podcast, and I'm Mick Turner. I hope everyone's doing well, and I'm pleased to welcome Vince Weston to the show today. Uh, we'll be taking a peek at the exciting features of the newest software release of the PowerMax platform. Hi, Vince. Welcome, and thanks for joining us today. Now, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey, Mick. Always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, yeah, my name is Vince Weston. I'm a technical evangelist. I work in the uh, storage division, and I've been doing things related to uh, PowerMax and its predecessors here for 25 years across Dell and EMC. So uh, it's a pleasure to be with you and talking about the, the great things going on with PowerMax. Cool. It's great to have you, Vince. And, and clearly, uh, I know, too, that you've been deeply involved with PowerMax and its predecessors for many years. So uh, just as an introduction, what in your mind do you feel has been key to it maintaining its leadership position in the market for so long? Well, PowerMax has this great history of you know, six nines of availability and more. Uh, the ability to provide remote replication that's the gold standard with SRDF, right, whether it's Sync, async, or active active with Metro, uh, the ability to do online code loads that are truly non-disruptive, so you never drop light on any port, the ability to do really high bandwidth and high I.O. workloads um, at scale. So you've got tens of thousands of lungs, millions of snapshots, um, you know, hundreds of gigabytes a second of bandwidth, millions of IOPS. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Mainframe, uh, IBM I open systems whether it's Linux or Windows or AIX or whatever, right? it, it's all there and available. And of course, our buddies at VMware, um, part of the Dell family. Uh, so we're, you know, we're really able to work with a customer and whatever they want to do, the answer is yes, right? You, you need remote replication? Yes. You need lots of different kinds of servers? Yes. You need the ability to segment things and have separate consistency groups and even have those span multiple arrays if things are, are multi-petabyte, yes. Whatever you want to do, we can do it. So just figure out what you want to do, and we're glad to help you get there. Cool. Yeah, and, and I know I've been involved with uh, PowerMax all the way back to Symmetrics, and it's, it, it really is a tremendous story. But uh, obviously, over the last few years, we've, we've witnessed some of the biggest shifts in, in how IT technologies are being used and how they're deployed. Um, we saw triple-digit growth numbers in PowerMax just this last quarter. So PowerMax is clearly as relevant as it ever has been, but how does it now fit in with some of these new ideas of containers and cloud and as-a-service deployments that we're seeing kind of evolving right now? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, we've got great growth still going on, even though PowerMax is years into the market. Um, you know, we're still selling some of the older systems, but PowerMax is, is driving high-end for us. And uh, that's partly because PowerMax is the NVM, NVMe box. Right? So we're able to deliver on you know, an all-NVMe system. We can do NVMe host connections. Um, we've got the ability to do SCM, like the, the Intel Optane storage class memory drives. So if you need to drive absolutely the lowest latency for your random reads, we can do that. Uh, so just the ability to have this highly available, highly performant system based on the latest and greatest technology, able to deliver these awesome levels of performance at minimal response times, uh, just has everybody's attention, right? And the fact that it's a rock and it runs and it doesn't go down uh, just means that customers can count on it and they can bet their business on it. And so they do. Uh, and so, you know, customers have lots of options in the market and they vote with their wallet. 
and we continue to um, be the clear leader in the high end of the market. Right? We have over 40% market share, which means in the high end, according to IDC for last year, we had more market share than the next four vendors combined. Right. That's really cool. And I know that um, some time back we released support for containers through the CSI and we've got all sorts of automation um, through through publicly available APIs. And, and I think one of the things I'd like to just touch on briefly, which introduces us really to this uh, new release that's come out, uh, this Q3 release, that is, uh, uh, was out 29th of September. We, we are also doing quite a bit with cloud integration. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that. Sure, and you're right. I mean, the container stuff is great. The VMware integration is great. Um, you know, all of the REST APIs and ability to be easily controlling things. You know, the, the shift with PowerMax has really been to the dynamic everything and however you want to manage it. Right? You want to use the REST API, great, come use the hooks. You want to use Ansible, great. Yeah, we've got all the Ansible hooks and Ansible playbooks, and they're written in Python, and if you want to change them, grab the Python code. Here it is from GitHub. Change it and have fun. Right? So, yeah, any way you want to use it. Um, the latest release adds a few things, um, like the cloud mobility. So the ability to take snapshots in the array and push those snaps to the cloud uh, is essentially what that is. We've actually redone how we look at snaps. Um, you know, we've been trying for quite a while to make it easy to have millions of snaps in the array, and instead of having them as separate devices, have them basically as versions on the source, because trying to find a snap in 64 million devices would be really tough. Uh, and so you know, we've got the ability to have a thousand snaps on 64,000 devices, and you can do it all simultaneously. So you really can have 64 million snaps, uh, but now it's all policy-based. So with the latest release, you can just turn on the policy and you can say, yes, I want to do secure snaps that nobody can delete, and I want to do those every 10 minutes, and I want to keep them for 48 hours, right? And so I got two, 300 snaps there. And then I want to take snaps every four hours and keep those for a week just as a, you know, a little extra precaution. And then just because I'm paranoid, I'm going to make weekly snaps, and I'm going to keep those for three weeks, for example. And so I'll have those things all running in the array, and I'll keep the secure ones for two days just because malware stuff tends to be found very rapidly. Um, and so the only ones you have to prevent from the deletion really are those. Uh, and then, you know, we can do the snaps to the cloud and you can say, gee, once a week, I want to take an update or even once a day. And I want to push those deltas off to the cloud. And that can be your private cloud. Right? We can do ECS and other private cloud type stuff, or you can do public cloud options. And so you can take a copy of this data and push it out to a repository. Um, we've got methods where you can take the data from that repository and mount it up as an iSCSI device and go play with it in the cloud, or you can copy it back to the array. Actually, you can, you can keep versions, you know, weekly versions, for example, for a year sitting out in the cloud, not using any space in your primary array, but able to be accessed as if they were, right? Oh, gee, yeah, I need that. I want to look at that version from a year ago. Let's open it up, right? Let's bring it back in the array. Let's go open it up and look at it and see what's changed. Because, you know, somebody said there was something there that was there last June, right? It isn't there now. Well, we can open up that version and go look at it. Um, so the ability to just have lots of snaps and be able to, to push the stuff you rarely touch out to a cloud uh, to be able to, and everybody says, I'm going to put stuff in the cloud, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to drive things. We find that cost-wise, we're very competitive with most of the public cloud offerings. Um, so ECS is probably the way to go if you want to do it with cloud because ECS has a lower cost than most of the public clouds. Um, but, you know, you've got the option. 
And a lot of our customers say, well, I want to be moving toward cloud with more and more of my infrastructure. And we say, great, if you decide you want to take this stuff and push it to the cloud, point it to your cloud vendor and say, go, and we'll push it for you. Right? It doesn't get much easier than that. And so yeah. if you get a cloud option that gives you the pricing that you want, you've got that flexibility. You just click on it and go. And you don't have to do anything else. So really finding ways to simplify all this. Cool. Yeah. And, and I noticed one of the other things we're kind of leaning into fairly heavily now, and, and it certainly talks, I think, to the scale of the Palmax platform is VVOLs. So, uh, you know, obviously VVOLs had a bit of a slow roll since launch, but I think it's ramping up right now. Uh, so why, why are we doing this in Palmax and why is it so relevant now? A lot of our VMware customers are looking for ways to simplify how they do things, and using VVOLs allows them to manage all the storage natively from vCenter, right? So we understand the request. We've supported VVOLs for quite a while. Uh, the new thing with the Q3 release is the ability to do the SRDF async replication. So you can have replication at distance, and you can see uh, the remote copy, and you can do you know, VMware automated failover with that, with SRM. And all of that stuff can be managed directly out of VMware. I mean, obviously, if you're running Metro, there's nothing to manage on the storage side. So you could already do, you know, ESX stretch clusters and do all kinds of other things. So we've been doing a lot of work with the VMware team anyway. Um, but you know, more people want to do SRM failover management, um, you know, VVOLs, because that's how they want to manage things out of vCenter. Uh, and we're glad to be helping to support that in any way that we can. Mm, cool. It is, it is very exciting, I think. And, and, and then just finally, uh, I did want to ask you, what are the things in particularly excited about this? We've got a number of customers who are doing the native IP replication out of the array for SRDF for the, the WAN links. I mentioned that the, the new VMware Vivo integration is around SRDFA for asynchronous copies. Uh, well, we now have the support for 25 gig Ethernet directly out of the box. So instead of doing 10 gig Ethernet ports, you can do 25 gig, which means you need fewer ports, you need fewer cables, um, you can get slightly lower latency, you can push more bandwidth, let's go. Right. Um, so uh, we've got that available now. Uh, we can also do iSCSI over 25 gig if you want to do that. Uh, so we just keep improving the performance on the ports, just like you know, the 32 gig fiber channel stuff came out last year. Um, so we keep improving things, we keep offering new host connectivity. Um, but that's the, that's the biggest thing that we haven't already covered <laughs> that I think is worth, worth talking about. But yeah, it's just been a, it's been a great release and it tends to be right. Every year we, we come out with new stuff and help customers get more value from the product they already have. Yeah, we certainly do. It's a, it's a great story. It's a great history. And uh, I look forward to that continued story. So I, I really appreciate your input today, Vince. Uh, go well. And this has been Mick Turner for the Power of Storage podcast. And I'd like to thank you for listening. If you'd like what you heard, then please subscribe and have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.